The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. Raising capital or taking your business to the world? Investment Fix has everything you need to make it happen. This season, we're exploring the US market, the opportunities it offers, what it takes to grow a business there, and the best way to approach investors. The Investment Fix podcast. Tune in today. You're with The Offspin, the spin-off's cricket podcast, uh, back for the World Test Championship final. We've now had four days of play, is that right? Or, or am I am I wrong there and I've completely lost track of time already? I'm, I'm very out of it. I'm actually coming to you live from a cafe's hallway in Wellington. Um, I've stayed up all night. I've uh, slept briefly on a plane. Uh, I'm now in COVID central. And I've got a day uh, absolutely full of meetings um, that I'm yeah. not sure how I'm gonna how I'm gonna perform. Yeah, I I, I sort of realised then that that introduction was rough as guts. So just very quickly, uh, my name's Alex Bray. Uh, the voice on the other end of the line is Simon Day, and uh, we've been doing this podcast uh, at some pretty weird hours over the last couple of days. But this is really the day in which the cricket has got right in the way of both of our real jobs, eh? I'm, yeah, you've got a very busy news day and I've got mm. a very busy day of meetings and it's going to be very weird. I actually once, during the 2019 World Cup, uh, the, the sort of birth of this podcast, after having stayed up all night um, to watch New Zealand play the West Indies when we... Um, narrowly won um, that match. Beautiful game. I fell asleep in a three-person meeting with the CEO of Watercare. Um, <laughs> so, like, not just a not like a big lecture or something. Not someone who wasn't that important. It was like a high-level mm. uh, big dog. Luckily, he was a cricket fan as well, and he he didn't mind that I fell asleep. He understood. Oh man. That's remarkable. Uh, and uh, and if uh, if you've been staying up overnight with us to watch these cricket games, you might have enjoyed a tasty beverage at some stage over that time. You might have even got it from uh, the Beer Spot, which has five locations across Auckland. Not that Simon Day will be able to get to any of them anytime soon while he's stuck in Wellington, but uh, they, they bring this podcast to you. So thank you very much to the Beer Spot. And if you were watching last night, you would have seen uh, just an absolute masterpiece of of Test cricket that we we don't necessarily always love, but we always appreciate seeing. Every single ball, um, I was ironing my shirt, uh, watching the game as um, I waited for the Uber to come to take me to Wellington. It was the best forty nine. I've ever seen from Kane Williamson. Oh, yeah. Absolutely incredible display of batting to keep his team uh, alive in that innings. Uh, it was 
I, I, I was so nervous. I actually had to do yoga during the lunch break to sort of calm myself down, get my breathing back. Mm. Um, mm. It was it was it was a day of test cricket hell, but in all the best ways. Yeah, yeah. No, I I definitely relate to that. I I personally didn't do yoga. Uh, I calmed myself down by reading everything I possibly could about a potential COVID outbreak, which um, for me is very much more of a, a meditative sort of sort of thing, you know, safety and news kind of thing. Uh, when when uh, the cricket looked like it was in real jeopardy for a while, I mean, I I definitely thought that we were going to see one of those batting collapses that feels like, uh, you know, the New Zealand cricket team that you know and love to hate. From from some half remembered '90s Test match in which we got rolled um, for for a good period there, especially after Muhammad Shami smashed through B.J. Watling's defence, it just looked like it was all about to fall apart. It was like B.J. didn't even have a bat. It was so it like he it, it, he was a ghost, you know, and it just went straight past him. It was a, an amazing ball, maybe a bit of a shit shot. But <laughs> maybe also not a lot he could have done with it because Shami was bowling beautifully, like real good old man seam. And the Indians are very good at gathering momentum. Uh, they get mm. hyped up. Uh, they really carry each other. And they also have the benefits of um, this sort of unconscious bias against New Zealand, I think, that is really visible in the commentary box. Um, you saw that at its most sharp when um, for about four balls, the commentators said nothing as Kane Williamson uh, <laughs> clipped a four down the leg side and then smashed a four off the tips of his toes through point. There was literally no commentary. Yeah. And, and then on... Then on the next ball, Ravi Jadeja did some, like, you know, basic fielding, and Sunil Gavaskar blew his load. I mean, two points to make to that. Firstly, Ravi Jadeja is the greatest all-round cricketer to have ever played the game. So, I mean, you know, it was a a pretty mediocre throw, but it came from one of the greats. So I think, you know, Sunil Gavaskar is uh, is justified there. But the, the other thing about that weird commentary break... It was just after the new ball, and it was at a time when the commentators had teased that there was going to be, you know, all action. Uh, And so to have four balls worth of silence then was really bizarre. But I reckon what happened is someone just kicked a cable out, you know, Uh, like or or they had to have a quick team meeting because they had run out of stats and they had to figure out how to do that. But it was really odd and actually quite pleasant. Like, it, it felt like you could uh, be immersed in the ground and just hear the ambient noise of the cricket uh, without hearing, um, you know, some um, s- perhaps slightly less than impartial comments about it. That would be a wonderful option, wouldn't it? Just be able to turn off the commentary and just listen to the, the sound of leather on willow uh, Uninterrupted. You know, I would actually, um, I would actually quite like an option where you could just turn off certain commentators. So, like, I, I've no wish to turn off Kumar Sangakara, Isha Guha. You know, she can stay. Brendan McCullum, if he was on, you know, he could he could keep going. But if I could turn off Gavaskar and Dool, 
maybe uh, maybe that would be a good option. You get some weird one-sided conversations going, but that could be kind of surreal as well. So on, on Dual Watch, I thought there was a really fascinating period of commentary from him right uh, near the end of the last session, just before I got in the cab, where he was getting stuck into the Black Caps bowling coaches for letting Trent Bolt's action become less effective. It was really, really interesting. Huh. And I love how Simon Dool commentates like he's got 500 test wickets <laughs> and, you know, like this really <laughs> long, successful career. Um, and he just has this uh, sort of self-imposed mana in the commentary box that, is, that feels so undeserved. He's been cultivating that for a while, though. I don't know if you remember, um, uh, you know, Pulp Sport. I think it might actually still be on, but um, but he did a bit on Pulp Sport well over a decade ago, uh, where he, um, you know, he talked about people asking him if uh, he ever regrets not getting to a hundred wickets, and he he always responds by saying, "Well, how many Test wickets do you have?" Which I think I think is probably he probably wasn't even doing a bit. That was probably just him. um anyway on the on that um that unconscious bias uh that you reckon happens against the smaller teams do you reckon that extends to the umpires as well i think it probably does um i think the drs will have been really valuable for new zealand i I'd, i'd love to get the stats on it to see how many um Bad decisions have been made against New Zealand relative to other nations. Well, Tim, Tim Southey survived a review uh, late in the inning. Because he was given uh, out and then reviewed and did, did not hit the ball. Yeah, to, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, it would be interesting to know. You know, you, you, it, it's, a, it's a global thing in many different facets of society where um, more powerful people get... Uh, favoured in, in, in lots of different ways and mm. it, it wouldn't surprise me you know the more I think about it the more I see 50-50s decisions going against New Zealand yeah yeah I, I can't quite figure out if that's just um I mean the the decision that really jumped out at me uh over the day I I went to bed at about 4 4.30ish so I didn't actually see this one live I, I saw it on the highlights afterwards but when Rohit Sharma padded up to an in-swinger from Tim Southey, didn't offer a shot, um, and uh, uh, there was no review, but had there have been a review, it would have been given out on umpire's call uh, in terms of hitting the stumps. And I just thought it was one of those moments where uh, the umpire's call to say that was out was correct, even if the ball hadn't have actually been hitting the stumps it still would have been out, as it were, because it was just such an abject leave, uh, such a beautiful delivery. Like, doesn't matter if the team is big or small doing it. If a batsman takes the piss like that, they should be given out, regardless of whether or not the ball's actually hitting the stumps. And so I thought that was like, that was a very fair umpire's call to go New Zealand's way. Have you ever shoulder arms and had the ball hit the stumps? Uh, no, but I have definitely backed away a long way and then had the ball hit the stumps. So it's sort of similar. I, sh- I shoulder arms to an incredibly fast bowler just because I was so scared and it sort of hit halfway up middle and I just mm. 
Mm. Yeah, proceeded to walk straight home rather than just back to the team. <laughs> um, oh, actually, we should just take a very quick break there. Kia ora, my name's Duncan Grieve, and I'm managing editor at The Spin-Off. This podcast, like so much of the work we do at The Spin-Off, is made possible by the support of our members. To find out more about The Spin-Off members and how you can help us keep producing quality, independent journalism, visit members.thespinoff.co.nz today. In terms of physical performance, how are you feeling, Alex? Like, are you okay? Terrible. Yeah, no. Uh, I'm I'm feeling horrible. Uh, I've got the the very uh, sunny and effervescent presence of uh, Tina Tiller, the producer, uh, keeping keeping me uh, upbeat and alive. And and as you can tell by my voice, I um, am very upbeat and alive. Uh, um, but yeah, no, it's it's going really badly. Even with a rest day last night, when I could get a proper sleep in, yeah. Uh, horrible, horrible. I've been out on a on a couch the whole game uh, on the overnight ones, uh, and um, yeah, no, I'm starting to feel like a like a dog that has been uh, that has been kicked out of the house. Yeah, I feel like um, the the coffee grinds at the bottom of a pot, you know, sort of just like <laughs> yeah. dejected and abandoned. Um, yeah, yeah. Pointless, useless, uh, gravelly. Um, you know, my mouth is, I can't seem to make my mouth not be dry. So I know what it feels like. It feels like I had BZP last night. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, no. I, I mean, if you believe the rumours that they used to cut BZP with stuff that would make your hangover worse so you felt like you had had a big night, there's there's sort of that element of that as well, like... I, you know, feeling so terrible the morning after makes you look back and think like, oh, but that cricket was really worth it. It was really worth it. And and it was. It was an, another incredible day of cricket. Mm. Ten wickets, like tension. Uh, this is a, such an important, exciting game. And I'm just, you know, it's, it, we might get a result. It's going to be really tight. But, mm. um... You know, just imagine if we had another day in the in the back pocket. Oh, imagine! I kind of like the jeopardy that uh, that having a limited amount of time brings because I I'm, I'm not really that gutted if it ends in a draw. Um, because I am. I really want a clear tattoo. <laughs> um, well, no, I mean, I, I I guess I say I'm not that gutted if it ends in a draw because uh, over the course of the three days of actual play. Uh, we've seen some really good passages of play and some uh, and some really interesting and compelling passages of play that I, I feel like the result of Test cricket is sort of like um, just what might happen if you're lucky out of uh, out of having a lot of compelling periods of play. But I mean, if you if you're wanting entertainment, I mean, this beats the shit out of the England series as well, which was dull and boring and had so little writing on it, but the you know, even the bits of yesterday, I think Kane Williamson scored seven runs in the morning session. I think that was the stat I saw. And it was gripping. It was one of the most gripping seven not outs that you'll ever see. I couldn't turn away. It was um, it was so, so intense. And mm. it, was, it was very masochistic at times. Like it felt like um, there was a lot of pain involved in that. 
uh, first session especially, and then the pain of the wickets falling in the second. Um, but it's, it's so exciting to see the match poised where it is. Yeah, yeah, and speaking of that, I mean, for for the fans and their performance tonight, uh, the you know the bodies will be starting to get a bit um, bit run down mentally. Uh, you know, it, it's going to be very important to do mental self care to take care of that for everyone watching at home in New Zealand. Uh, but how long do you give it tonight before you accept that? a draw is the only possible result, or do you just go all the way through all night, no matter what? So I, I guess just quickly... We're obliged to do all night. Well, we are, but uh, just quickly on the match situation, India's two wickets down with a lead of about 30, and there's going to be 98 overs play tonight from memory. So, you know, that that very much means that New Zealand is more likely to win. Uh, India still has the vaguest of outside chances if for some reason they bat very aggressively uh, and then roll New Zealand. But, uh, you know, uh, by T, do you think we'll know if it's going to be a draw? Or even then, is it is it worth just, just hanging on just in case uh, there's some sort of, you know, 10 overs to score 150 runs kind of chase? I think by T we'll definitely know. We might even know by lunch um, if they've lost no further wickets. Um, mm. But you know, it could if they've lost one or two, it could very quickly change after lunch. But we should know for sure by tea. Um, the, uh, and I really the other, hope there's a bit of excitement uh, to end this uh, very exciting test. Well, on that, yeah, would you be okay with New Zealand losing the game by going for a win, or would you rather just see them go safety first? I'd rather them lose by going for a win. Absolutely, absolutely, completely agree. Um, all right, well, and, uh, we we have to get out uh, of the studio very shortly. But any any final thoughts about what people should be getting up to in advance of tonight's game? What uh, you know, what we can expect to see? What you're hoping to see? Some final thoughts from last night, Car. Um... Colin de Grandholm's mullet looks even better in a helmet, flowing yeah. out the back of his helmet. I can't believe Nasser Hussain only averaged thirty-seven in tests. Um, yeah, but he and was that a, Simon Dool mocked him about. He was a bit of an Alan Border type, though. Like he didn't score a lot of runs, but the runs that he scored were very important. Sure, but it's still a surprise. I assumed he averaged more. Yeah, um, yeah. And in preparation for this evening, all I can say is hydrate. Hydrate. It's great advice. Just fill your bladder. Yeah. Um, well, uh, good luck for your meeting, Simon Day. Uh, hopefully you do not pick up COVID while you're down in Wellington. Um, and for all the listeners, we're going to have an episode up as early as we possibly can uh, tomorrow when we know the result. Uh, we're hopefully both going to be in studio for it, but uh, if Wellington gets put into level four lockdown, Simon might not be able to make it. But you know, touch wood, that doesn't happen. Um, and I'm pretty sure they'll let me home when I explain I've got to record. That's true, uh, actually. You know this, but but podcasters actually have a significant number of legal rights not available to the general public. So um, it is essential yeah. work. Yeah. Um, sorry, we shouldn't joke about that. Uh, it's a very serious situation. But 
that is that is the off spin for another another day uh very very grateful to the bear spot as always for bringing this podcast out to all of you five locations across auckland 40 beers on tap thank you so much to tina tiller for coming in early and helping us get through this uh thank you to simon day have a great have a great one down there kia ora and we will talk to you all tomorrow morning Are you making the most of your KiwiSaver investment? Generate is an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of strong long-term performance. Making a smart decision now could add tens of thousands of dollars by the time you reach retirement. Book a no-obligation chat with a Generate KiwiSaver advisor today at generatekiwisaver.co.nz slash advice. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited and of course past performance does not guarantee future returns. Kia ora e te iwi, Te Aihe Butler here, podcast manager at The Spin-Off. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a Spin-Off member at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. The Spin-Off Podcast Network.